I see Maasai in myself. I see Maasai in my family, in my sisters, in my cousins. Red Cloaks Radio is a production of the Boston Red Cloaks. with Red Cloaks Radio. I'm standing here on the Harbor Bridge with some members of Boston Red Cloaks. We came out to show solidarity for women and girls in Iran. Um, There's a pretty good turnout today with people stretching from the Cambridge side to the Boston side of the Harbor Bridge. So, Deirdre, what brought you out today? I'm out here because I believe in uh, uh, people globally supporting the women in Iran and uh, helping to with injustices everywhere in the world. And Lorinda, what brought you out today? The idea that a 16-year-old could be killed simply for having her hair showing just shows how much rights, not only in the U.S., but across the world, are, are against women. And so showing solidarity with that is very important. And Lenore, what brought you out today? I want to, like, really stand up, you know, to all of the injustice that's going on. Um, none of this is right. None of this is fair. And I feel like we need to be heard. You know, and if one person records this event today and we happen to be seen somewhere, then maybe people worldwide would know that they're not alone. We're going to talk to some other people who organize. Can, we're, we're recording a little bit for our podcast. Can I ask how you decided to come out today? Oh, well, I'm from Iran. I have to come out because they're killing our people on the streets. When, when, when did you first hear the news about Masa Amini? Well, right when it happened, On I social guess. media? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how have you felt about coverage of, of what's happening in Iran in terms of global coverage? We're zero coverage, basically. Zero coverage until we started really reaching out through social media. And then some coverage started happening. But it's still, it's mostly on social media, not on major news agencies. I think it's been scary for a lot of people here seeing the access denied for people in Iran to use Instagram or to use the internet. Are there good ways people you think can follow what's happening that you think are reliable? If they want to be helpful, what's the best way? Again, like on social media, there are so many ways that you can follow up, but I really hope that some major news agencies get more involved and reflect it based on truth, not based on, you know, because we also had some covers that was false information uh, because of many political reasons. So I think the only way is to maybe find, uh, connect to the Iranian community, talk to people from there, or find Iranian Woman, people on social me- media and ask them and talk to them. Even today, people are saying, say her name, Masa Amini, and even her name was not reported accurately in the, in the media. So it's very helpful to get to know someone who's directly involved and can sort of parse out what is actually true. Thank you so much for taking time You're to welcome. talk to me. Thank, Thank you. you. Can a uh, recording for Red Cloaks Radio? Oh, yes. Uh, could I just ask what brought you out today? Uh, I mean, solidarity with all the protesters in Iran. Uh, the government has no legitimacy at this point. It has to fall. You know, the standard things. How about you? What brought you out today? Supporting women of Iran in the streets. When you first uh, saw the particular news story covering Masa Amini's uh, brutal treatment, how did that stuck up for you with what you already knew was going on? For a lot of us, it's bringing up a lot of memories from the past. We all have been living that life, so it's just, it's not new. It has been a long time. It's building up for everyone.
Do you have a sense of, like, some people have said this is like a Breonna Taylor or George Floyd moment where something has been wrong for a long time, but an individual story for some reason engages people in a different way? Do you have any sense of if this is that kind of moment and why people maybe are paying more attention? I don't know about everyone, but for myself, I see Masai in myself. I see Masai in my family, in my sisters, in my cousins. Everyone has a Masai in their family, so I think that's that moment for everyone. I think that's exactly what brought my friends out today. It feels the same. Thank you so much for taking time. Thank you. Hi. Can I just chat with you for a minute? I'm recording for Red Cloaks Radio. It's yeah. a podcast about women's rights. Yeah. And you look like one of the organizers. I am one of the organizers. Can yeah. you just, um, if you don't mind, tell me your first name and just how you decided to organize standing here sure. on the bridge. Um, yeah. Can we also like yes, walk through that? Yes, please. Thank uh, you. Yeah. Uh, so, um, sorry. <laughs> Give me a second. Go ahead. Can you guys join the last person? And right now, organizers are spreading people out on the bridge. They've got a great turnout, so there's quite a few people. And they're just making sure they have people um, properly spaced and safe here. No, no, no. But we want to like make sure that we have enough people. Don't try to organize that. I'm sorry. No, thank you so much. I know it's like organizing on that yeah. side. <laughs> so, um, so how did you decide to organize for today here? It's got a great uh, turnout. Um, so. I mean, for the location, it's like the, around the uh, sorry, around the U.S. People have been like organizing on the bridges in New York and San Francisco, and we saw it was a good turnout, and like we got like good publicity, and like in the fact that people are like walking by with their cars, uh, like we were like, okay, let's give it a try, and also. We, the past two weeks, we had it in Boston Commons, and this week they had a women's march, right. so we had to look, look for a new location. <laughs> well, it worked out really beautifully. There's a yeah. lot of people here. Um, what do you find if people want to be helpful? Because social media is shut down. We're not getting accurate reporting from yeah. Iran. Yeah. What's the best way for people to follow and get a good sense of actually what's really happening? Yeah. Um, so we do have a flyer with uh, well this this QR code. Okay, great. Okay, uh, this like yeah, this uh, would take you to a website that we made. Like we put all of the resources, like great. all of the ways that you can help. Okay. Um, Besides that, like, we're trying our best to send VPN or, like, to our, like, people that we know, our friends and family. People are still trying to, like, are finding ways to send us videos and connect. So we are getting, like, a lot of news about, like, what is happening. Uh, some of the latest news and one of the reasons we're, like, we should still, like, have this weekly thing going on. Like, we, we're all very tired, especially, with, like, the emotional toll that's taking to, like, every day just, like, keep getting more and feel like you're hopeless. Right. But... Bringing people together here has been very helpful, like both for the organizer and also like others to have like a way of like letting go and like feel that there's united, like everybody's united and they're coming together to support. Um, it, yeah. it makes so much sense. And I have one other question, which is women, life, freedom. What does it mean for you? Uh, as it says, <laughs> women, life, freedom. 
And I think one of the reasons that this specific chant has been very like important for us is the fact that for 43 years, this regime, well, since it came to power, they've been oppressing women. They've been taking every single obvious rights that people, women have should have had. And I lived there for 20 years, and I experienced it on a daily basis of like not having even choice of like on your body. People like being forced into marriages for like whatever God knows reason, and uh, and like being treated as second-class citizen, like. Um, one thing that I always say is like sexism still exists and Iran people have feel that they have the right to be out loud about it. A lot of the other places around the world, these people are like shutting up and not saying sexist things out loud or like sexist behavior or being like frowned upon or like people are starting to calling it out. But that was not the situation in Iran. Like even still with the like this regime in power, a lot of people ha feel like they have the right to do whatever the fuck they want with women. And like, we've seen it with Massa, we've seen it with Nika, we've seen it with Sarina. And these are really three people that kind of got, went wild. There's so many other kids, like my friends, they told me like, even until like a year ago, they would get arrested for like the way that they were dressing up. And like, nothing was wrong with it. Like you're supposed to cover everything and you would do it and they still arrest you because they're they don't have anything to do and that's how they make money. And, and on top of that, there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of issue with this government. And I think this was the, like, especially with the Massa, that was the last straw for everybody. It was like, no, fuck it. This is, this is enough. We have, we've had enough. This is a kid. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Thank you so much for organizing so and being out there. And will you come out again? Will people be able to find you? Uh, we're hoping that we are going to, well, our we'll goal is to have, like, every week on Saturdays have an event. It might not all be chants or protests, uh, but we want to keep the momentum going so that people in Iran, they see that we're supporting them and we're by their side. Because um, being in that situation and having to like literally live in a war zone, it's, I don't think it's an easy thing to do. Thank you so much. Of thank course. You, thank, thank you so thank much you. for covering this. Thank you. Thank absolutely. You thank you. Of course. And what is your podcast name? Sorry. Red Cloaks Radio. Red Cloaks Radio. Okay. Thank okay. you. Can I take a photo oh, of, of your dress? Oh, yeah. Of course. Of course. From Boston to Tehran, change the regime in Iran. So I saw your sign. It's a great sign. You're not Iranian, but I am. Please support us. So how are you seeing turnout today? Are you seeing diverse support? Um, to be honest, not a whole lot of diverse support. Uh, there's a lot of mostly Iranians here. We're independent organizers. We're just a group of people who want to support people in Iran. And um, and yeah, we've we've got as much as people as we can to come out, but it's not a lot of people, but I think it's still better than nothing. It's incredibly moving to see people from, from literally from Cambridge to Boston, stretch across the whole bridge. Yeah. So I know you're standing in one spot, but boy, it's very empowering to walk down the yeah, line. Have absolutely. you been out other weeks? Uh, unfortunately, I haven't. No, I haven't been able to. Uh, this is the first protest I've been able to get out to, but I hope that these continue. I hope that the momentum keeps going. Um, for a lot of Iranians, this is just the beginning, and the movement has to keep going in order for any change to be made. And I think we know that it's not going to be something that's going to happen overnight, which is why we're, we're out doing this. And, this. and the chant, Women Like Freedom, what does that mean for you? Um, it, it means, honestly, it's freedom for all of Iran. Um, I think that the regime has turned like man against woman when really that's just a way to control the masses. 
um, the, the way that the oppression affects everyone is not just women. It's it's queer folks. It's it's the men. It's masculinity. It's the patriarchy. So it really is. Um, it's it's something that should resonate with everyone all around the world because we're all being oppressed in different ways. Women's rights women's rights are being taken away everywhere in America included. So we're hoping that other people can find resonance in our message and know that this is actually like a global fight for women's freedom. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Thank you. So I'm standing here on the bridge and curious, I see your signs, um, it's, it's got the sign showing Masa Amini on one side and the other side is about not forcing people to wear a hijab. Yes. So what brought that, you out today the most? The, the most is changing the whole system because last 43 years they oppress Iranian people, especially women. and. Uh, Killing Masa Amini sparked the whole thing, but that just was the spark. But there's a lot of issue, economy, uh, freedom, there's nothing in Iran. And unfortunately, as you see, the major media in the U.S., they don't talk about it. Millions of people in the street in Iran rising and they get shot. But nobody say anything, no CNN. No, even public radio. I heard something today. They say something, but you, they don't say nothing because they all follow the guideline of probably U.S. government, which they support that people over there. Okay? That's, and we gather here to show uh, uh, support for those people They get shot in Iran. That's the least we can do. takes my heart because it's uh, very progressive, very like um, in in, uh, in misogynist context, the government of Iran is the, like one of the most uh, brutal against women and the most like um, sexist and misogynist government. Uh, this is something like uh, like magic. Like I, I can't believe that women, people in Iran are shouting this in, in Iran. And it means that because women after the revolution have been suppressed for 44 years or almost, and uh, they were being killed, stoned, uh, executed, beaten, and uh, but now they, um, they have to wear their um, their body unless they're willing. And now they remove their scarf, they wear their scarf, and they wear their hijab. So I, I really very hopeful, hopeful about uh, the, um, this this demonstration, even if not go uh, anywhere or not. Uh, like immediately change the government, but uh, it's a big, big, big step for Iranian women because this was a big, big trouble to remove your hijab. But now it's like a, something brave that women are doing in Iran, which is um, I'm very proud of them. This is something that is kind of like a go against government or against the religion. Both women are doing that in in front of the guard, in front of the mob guard. So this is very brave. It's incredible. And the risk that they face for doing this is death. 
Yes, exactly. Yeah, and many of them. And just today, just before I, I, I come to here, I I, uh, I watched the video of a woman that was killed. It's not on the uh, on the news yet, but I received it from Mashhad, uh, which is my family live now. So um, yeah, the the photo was very like um, tragic and very similar to Neda of Sultan. That's like uh, uh, like. 10 years ago, uh, I don't remember, like 10 years ago, yeah, she was killed. It was very similar to that. And so, yeah, still people are going to the street, like especially women, very, very young women, and even like girls in high school, they, they go to the street and uh, shout that death to uh, dictator, down with dictator. So this is this is very, very important. Yeah. Well, thank you for being out here and for taking time to talk to me. Sure. Nice to um, so what? I'm sorry. Where are you from? So this women life freedom chant that you are leading so powerfully, um, what does that mean for you today? It means a lot. Every single second of my life, <laughs> as a woman who was born and raised in Iran, I came to US 22 early. Then I was 22, and um, it was a lot of things that. Um, I don't know how to say it, it's just that I don't know how long is your interview. <laughs> it means a lot. Um, there's a song um, um, song by Sherbin Hajipur, you might have heard it. This is all the causes. So, I mean, he, he's, he put together some of the causes, and there are many of those uh, that lead uh, uh, fear, oppression, with basic, basic um, freedom needs that we have been denied uh, just because of. Islamic um, governments, just by definition, cannot allow people who don't think the same or believe the same to be themselves. Um, covering my hair was the least of my concern growing up. I was top student, I was studying very well, and I was from a traditional Muslim family. Up until like adulthood, I was not feeling oppressed per se. It was in university when I started seeing other friends of mine who had not been uh, from the same background, how much they have suffered. That's my first my first um, interaction, like when I had Sunnese friends or Baha'is friends. My close friends, I had no idea how much oppression they were under. They had to lie on their forms saying that they're Muslims, so they are not denied admission to school or denied uh, promotions at work or all these basic things. So those are a few things that, um, and also like when I was dating my boyfriend, who is now, I am married to for 20 years, yeah, seven years, 2005, I got married to the same boy I was dating during my undergrad at university. We've been escorted out simply because I was sitting in front of him on the grass, not even touching him, just chatting. And the, the, the head of the, the, the university security treated us like animals, escorted us out of the school and asked us to come back the day after. And that night, I was crying, shaking, fearful about my future. A top university I studied so hard to get into. And the shame that my parents may feel about it. For what? Sitting in front of a boy on the grass. We were not even talking about anything romantic. And that was just what? And during the four or five years I was dating my husband, now my husband, back then my boyfriend, I just started seeing all the things that I was just, I never, because I didn't have, you know, 
I don't know. Um, it was it was really hard. Still, uh, just having the freedom to just hold hand walking on the street was like basic needs for us. But again, being a nerd and geeky person, I didn't care about many of them because I was just so focused on science and and and, and per- But it's just enough is enough. It's just my children, my family, my cousins. They don't need to read the same idea. Having come outside, I realized that's not okay. It's not okay. People have to choose what they want to do. My mom is religious. She wears a job. She prays right here. She comes visit me. And that's okay. That should be okay. Yeah. And same in Iran. I went to Iran to visit my family this April. And I was happy to see it's a little bit lighten up. But then I was soon realized it's just a surface. It's still there. They have to separate religion and government. That's, that's the only reason, the only way forward. As long as there is a bias in the government over one religion. So that's one of the main things. But there are some other things going on, corruption, economy. I mean, it's so hard to just put it all together. There's some, like women per se, because, because of some macho culture in Iran, like has been also there's some cultural, there, cultural foundation there that are going to come together but like these 40 years of oppression and bias in the media that was all under totalitarian government didn't allow freedom of speech to open up the mind to train both genders about how to equally treat each other all of those conversations were denied from k-12 and then later on everywhere like so it all kind of tangled together you know what i mean like this government being biased and using the beliefs uh, just and and uh, abusing it because i believe like islam people can practice islam in their own way and that being peaceful doesn't need to be into other people's faces <laughs> right well then it comes down to just killing someone right in front of other people and thinking it's okay it's yeah just... yeah They, that they should, that leads to a yeah. bad place. Yeah, it's a basic human act. Keep your belief to yourself. There are some guidelines and rules, some secular um, rules that everybody has to abide to just avoid chaos. So the simple, secular, uh, unbiased uh, rules has to govern the country, and everything else can come with it. It's not the end of it, but that's the main part of it. So, so anyway, so I don't know if I answered your question. Yes, you did. I mean. It seems simple with women like freedom, but there's a lot to unpack. Oh, yeah. There's a lot oh, yeah. to unpack there oh, yeah. in that in that important yeah. Yeah. powerful. Yeah. Powerful it started with because in Iran they have allowed themselves to stop people, especially women, if their hijab is not covered. And it started with it has been happening all these years, sometimes more or less, depending on what's going on in the political arena. But this whole thing has started this new because we have had waves more frequent in the past few years for different reasons, economy and, and operations and arresting and the shooting of the airplane a couple of years ago. But this one, this most recent one started with uh, police uh, guard, morality guards, stopping a girl and then physically abusing her. Salam, Thank you. And then it ends And that that was where pushman people and then one after another more kids have been killed. And thank God people are realizing they cannot stay quiet. They have to take control of their so again, this is just a beginning. Hopefully it never ends. It's not a beginning, it's a middle of the Anyway, well, my answer to the question. Freedom! Women like freedom.
You've been listening to Red Cloaks Radio, a production of the Boston Red Cloaks. Find us at bostonredcloaks.com 